Welcome to the You Have a Body podcast. Two broads talking broadly about health. The physical, the emotional, the nitty-gritty, and the fun. Real thoughts on real health. The information provided within this podcast is not designed to and does not provide medical advice, professional diagnosis, opinion, treatment, or services to you or any other individual and is intended for general information for educational purposes only. All right, welcome to another lovely episode of the You Have a Body podcast. I am one of your hosts, Lucia Holly, and our other host, Hannah, is out of town this week. So we have a special guest host with us. Want to say your name, special guest host? Hi, I'm Jen Shaw. Oh, Jen Shaw, applause. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Jen is with me this week while Hannah is off at a wedding. Um, and I'm so excited to have Jen on. I was oh, telling her. Sweet. I was telling her earlier, I was like, I've been wanting to get you on for like like tens of episodes. Uh, only tens. <laughs> tens. Tens. Well, we only have 50. I'm so. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so pumped to have you here. Thank you. So I've got Jen on with me. We're going to talk all things uh, as much as she wants to talk about her health and wellness journey because I think it's a pretty powerful one. Oh, you're um, nice to say that. I want to bring it to light too because it just shows how powerful you are. Um, Jen, would you mind? I know a lot of our listeners know who you are, oh, and wow. they they see you around Sulcana and probably out and about in the city. But do you want to just tell anyone else <laughs> kind of what you're up to? You got some cool stuff going on. Sure, thanks. You're so nice to me. Um, I well, let's see. I uh, I started at Sulcana when the gym opened, and I was. Um, brought in to write a weekly blog. Um, Hannah had kindly approached me before the gym opened and asked me a lovely question. She said, hey, do you have any fitness goals for yourself? Which I still laugh thinking about because I feel like that's a really kind and thoughtful way of being like, dude, what the hell? Um, and I was like, uh, obviously anyway, so she approached me about, um, writing a weekly blog for the gym. And the one thing I always thought that was really cool about it was that she said, I want you to be super honest. And if you love it, talk about that. If you hate it, talk about that. Like there was no stipulations around what kind of stuff I could talk about. It was very, um, uh, like vulnerable Mm -hmm. and honest and that's what she wanted. And I knew that I needed to take advantage of that opportunity because a gift like that doesn't really come around very often, and I was terrified to do it. So um, so I started doing that. I did it for over a year, weekly blog, and I think it's still archived on the website, so you can, you can take a look there. But I like to refer people to that, um, you know, kind of the first few weeks of those blogs as new people come on board to Silcana because – Everybody experiences the same things. So, uh, I mean, ultimately, I can say that that this experience has changed my life um, in a lot of different ways. Uh, For one, just learning more about my body and what it's capable of and how I view it and how I feel it. Yeah. And how I think about fueling it, which is, you know, thankful for you and bringing so much knowledge into my life that way. But then also um, just even in like personal and professional life, 
um, how that's carried over for me, the things I've learned at the gym, like for one, uh, I, I used to be just terrified of everything. And I don't, I don't know that's something people would know because, you know, you put up a really good front. Yeah. But I, I mean, people had commented to me where they're like, you're afraid of everything. And I know that I went up from a shift of being like, I'm scared to, I'll try that. And like, that's a really big step. That's huge. Yeah. And so like even taking that into like personal life, whether it be around like, dating and relationships and friendships and like kind of realizing what your worth is and what you're willing to put up with and what you're willing to not put up with. Um, like building strength in the gym has helped build strength in those types of things. And then also even in like professional life and knowing that like you could take the jump to try new positions or jobs or like step up in your career and know that like you're going to be able to do it or at least learn the skills to be able to, you know, do your job well. Like right. those are all I think direct benefits of being a part of this community. So that's that's pretty big, I feel like. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. That's like kind of big. <laughs> yeah. And and just like being unapologetic for like the space you take up yeah. and like finding your voice. Um I think when you lift heavy things, especially as a female, um, or female identifying, like, you know, so much of society tries to like push you down mm-hmm. or keep you small. And this type of activity and this type of environment helps kind of take that stereotype away. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not afraid to stand up for myself or yeah. speak up or, you know, do any of those things. And I think that's a direct result of Solkana, too. So well, it was not just a workout, but those workouts, right. dang. With your brain. <laughs> so, and a really great therapist. Yeah. <laughs> and a really cute dog. Oh, true story. True story. <laughs> Do you feel like, so with, I mean, with all those big changes, was there like a, looking back, like a certain time frame that those happened? Or did it take like a few months for the gym to start to like feel like it was this place that you could play around? Yeah, well, you kind of have to get over your own stuff. And I always think like, you know, self-awareness is important. And, uh, you know, there's, a, I think the gym is one thing, but then also there's work that you need to do like in your personal life also. So like, you know, therapy or whatever it is. Um, I think everyone should have a therapist, Yeah, to be honest. <laughs> um, but I do remember like one of the biggest fears I had was group fitness just as a whole because... I, well, for one, I didn't feel great about my body. I didn't feel great about how it looked. I didn't feel great just in general. And and I was terrified that, like, I was going to be the least amount of fit person doing these group exercises. I was going to finish last and mm. all of them. And, yeah, I totally did. But what I realized was that everyone there is also doing the same thing. So no one literally no one pays attention to what anybody else is doing. <laughs> and if they are paying attention to what someone else is doing, then they're there for the wrong reasons. Right. Like, um, you got to get over your own insecurities and realize like, this is going to make you feel good when you're done. And like, that's really all that matters. Mm-hmm. And the community here, like I think you and Hannah and everyone have worked really hard to build, um, a soft accepting community mm-hmm. space that, 
um, makes it okay. And and the language that we've used around like, like okay, what has it been? Over three years, I still can't do a pull-up yet. <laughs> me either. <laughs> right. And granted, I haven't really been practicing that yeah. hard, so that's on me. But like... <laughs> I know that there are plenty of other exercises I can do that are going to help me build the strength up to still continue to build on the blocks that I have to eventually get a pull-up. And there's no shame in that. Mm. And it's all about how it's framed. Mm -hmm. So, like, I just had this conversation with someone yesterday who lives out of state, and they're like, I'm thinking about joining a CrossFit gym. And I was like, okay, here's a couple things to keep in mind. Yeah. Every gym has its own personality. So, like, if you stop into one and it doesn't feel right – you'll find one that does. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's not a one-size-fits-all kind of scenario. And then secondly, like, every exercise can be modified. So then there's no shame in that because if you're going to do a push-up from an elevated box, you're still building upper body strength and core strength the same way as if you're doing push-ups from the floor. You're going to get stronger and be able to work your (laughs) way down. So, like, there's no shame in that. And it's just important to have someone tell you that, I feel like, because mm-hmm. you feel shamed just from how society has sort of positioned everything. You know? Totally, totally. And then just, like, you just have to show up and go because if you only go, you know, once and then never go again, like, of course it's going to feel hard. Yeah. But it gets easier over time. So I would say, to answer your question, that was a long answer. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it took – a few months to really get in the groove and and realize that like the people were there to be your friends and All to right. be your cheer team versus like make fun of you mm-hmm. or not be a part of like what you're trying to accomplish. Right. And once I realized that, then it made it really fun to go to class because these people became your social crew as yeah. well, you yeah. know, and your friends. Yeah. And it's fun to work with your friends. It is. And I feel like that, I mean – from my personal experience, I think it, what you just said resonates so much because yeah. I'm someone who did not ever, still really don't consider myself an, an athlete, right? Like it's not this part that's of, of the genetics. But if you can get some buddies in a group and do stuff together and you yeah. know that they're going to be there and that they're like thinking about you if you're not there. Right. And then you do that stuff, and then you give, like, high fives afterwards. And still talk about all the hot guys. Like, <laughs> you do yeah. it all, plus, like, oh, my God, you just happened to do a workout. Right. And now you're all, like, running on endorphins, too. Right. It's a- Oh, my God, and endorphins are real. <laughs> like, I know that, and I, I know that because, like, after every workout, I just want to, like, call all of my ex-boyfriends and tell them that I forgive them. Oh, my like, God. <laughs> I forgive you. I do. I just wanted you to know. <laughs> endorphins are real <laughs> to all yes. the ex-boyfriends out yeah, yeah. there i mean then i would like calm down and i'm like no i don't yeah. but like yeah, yeah. in that moment yeah. i know like i'm flying high <laughs> on life so and you i mean you started at sokana with like kind of the bait like the you know the general crossfit idea of like a wad the workout yep. of the day you go to it you do it run on those endorphins yep. see your buddies it's fun and then throughout the years cuz yep. it's been a few years that you're I with Sokana and doing this workout stuff right you've really i feel like have hit your stride with oh you're nice powerlifting oh thanks poo poo yeah poo poo always <laughs> <laughs> can you can you just tell cuz not everyone who listens goes to a crossfit yeah. what can you what is it yeah what is powerlifting so powerlifting is um the three lifts squat uh, bench press and deadlift. So those are kind of like the fundamental 
lifts, I would say they don't, that we call powerlifting. Um, I'm not really sure exactly why, but they're different. Like Olympic lifting is like the two lifts that you see in the Olympics, right? the clean and jerk and the snatch. Um, I think the deadlift, the bench press and the squat are like really functional movements. Mm -hmm. So like, if you think about the squat, um, when you train that, it's essentially if you get older, that's like getting yourself out of a car, yeah. or getting yourself out of a chair. Um, and if you start squatting, you know, in your life, it's going to make it easier when you are elderly to be able to do those movements. Right. The deadlift is like picking a child up from the ground or picking groceries up. You know, they say like lift with your legs instead of your back. Like it's exactly that same movement. And then the bench press is um, – ultimately uh you know laying on the bench and pressing from your chest yeah and, and you yeah. see your one kind of like well it's your pushing yeah movement. it's pushing yeah, right pushing away versus pushing kind of away deadlift towards. is pulling and the squat is i don't really know what it's like was. full body full body yeah <laughs> the barbells on your back yeah right so through your workouts at Sulcana, because it'll mix in, yes. right? It'll mix yes, in like yes, a deadlift yes, yes, here, yes. Or a bench press there. Yes. What? Did they just speak to you? Oh, so <laughs> Hannah. Okay. So the, I started. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. I started. So Sulcana opened in June of 2014. By July of 2014, Hannah was like, great. So you're going to start going to strength <laughs> on Saturdays, which was um, 12 to 2 Saturdays. And um, I was like, okay. And I kind of felt like. She was my boss, and, like, I had to do what she said. And it's, like, it's so funny because I started writing this blog, and I was, like, I had to go to the gym, so I had something to write about yeah, for the blog. Right. And then eventually, really quickly, it became I go to Sulcana, and I also write this blog. Mm -hmm. So, like, the, sh the shift in, you know, it's, like, I, I always had content because I was going, but when I first started, it was, like, I had to go, so I had something to write about. Right. Um, she was, like, yeah, you're going to do strength now. And I was, like. Okay. And so I, you know, had lifted a little bit in high school um, for sports, but that was about it. So yeah. I didn't really know anything about how to do the lifts, what the proper form was. So Michael Sampson, um, who's our powerlifting coach over there, <laughs> uh, I was terrified of him when I first met him, too. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <Me> too. <laughs> and now I adore him, like, with my whole heart. Yep. Uh, I just think he's, like, one of the greatest people. Um <laughs> Yeah, I just started doing that, and it was that was the time was just Saturday. So every Saturday, I would go to the nine a.m. workout, mm. and then I would go eat, and then I would come back to the gym and do twelve to two powerlifting. And I kind of wish I was still on that train now. Maybe I should get back on it. Um, <laughs> I mean, and that's a sizable chunk of your weekend yeah, too. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. But it was kind of like what my focus was on at that time, and and really quickly, it's I just connected with it, and it you know. Um, it's fun when you start doing something like that because you your your gains just jump immediately mm. because you don't know how strong you are and then all of a sudden you're doing these crazy things and you're like, holy cow, my body is capable of this! <laughs> like that's insane. Yeah. And we had a powerlifting meet that Sulcana was sponsoring uh, at the gym in September, and so Hannah was like, "Great, you're gonna now also do this meet." Wow. And so I think I had like eight weeks to train basically for this first powerlifting meet and I never even powerlifted before. Two months. So, yeah. So we did that and, and I did the meet and it was really cool and I it was super supportive. I think like the powerlifting community, especially in Minnesota, mm. has exploded 
Really? Um, especially in female. Yeah, I think even just like up to a couple years ago, it was very little female, mostly made up of male, and now it's pretty evenly split, which is huge. That's impressive. Meats often sell in about eight minutes. So no way. Yeah, like, Seriously? Yes. Like, so you have to be like up like at your yes, computer. Ready to sign <laughs> ready up to go. to go. Yeah. And and everyone is really supportive of each other, even at competition, like cheering for each other. And it's an individual sport and you're competing against each other, but it's kind of like running where you know what you've done before. And then you're there to do better than that. Mm. So you know that someone's gonna be stronger than you. You know, and there's going to be people who are lifting less weights than you. But, like, it's more about where you're at and where you want to be. So a personal record for yourself is a win whether or not you medal or not. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, that's kind of a really cool thing. And it's nice to – what I found is that it's nice to have something to work towards because it's it's far less easy to become – unmotivated right if I if I know that like eight weeks from now I got, I'm gonna be at this thing and do it then I'm gonna keep working whereas if I don't have that on my horizon I'm like it's okay <laughs> you can get complacent just do a little accessory work <laughs> yeah um you can definitely get complacent and I, I don't operate well like that yeah so um so I, I find it handy even though I don't you know I'm not gonna win or anything like that it's just nice to have Something on your horizon. It's like vacation. Yeah. You know, you're going to go on vacation. So, like, you have that to look forward to and you're going to work hard or save money or do whatever yeah. it is until you go on vacation just to have that goal. So, yeah, I did that. And then um, and then I caught the bug. Like, it just <laughs> – it felt great. And I think the next meet I did was not until May of the next year. And I and I and I meddled at that meet, which was, was that really the one fun. Twin Ports, that was yeah, Duluth, yeah. I went to that one and ah! spectated, and it was that was the first time I had gone yeah. to any sort of a lifting session or competition, and it was, I mean, the energy in that room—it's cool, it was so cool. Well, they're blasting like rock and roll, <laughs> you know, and the bass is just going, and people are screaming yeah. and cheering. It's not like a quiet event. It's the energy is high. People are amped. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's just, I don't know, it's, it, it's just a really cool thing. And if you're, you know, if you're not into it, it, I think people who come and experience it for the first time are just like, well, I never would have thought this is what it would be like, you know? And to see people just achieve like insane feats and, and USA powerlifting, which is the federation that we compete in, uh, is, is a drug free federation too. So I appreciate that a lot because I think it's some of the other federations, they don't drug test. So there's, you know, steroids and stuff like that Mm. and get get involved in like, I mean, do whatever you want to do, but like, I, I appreciate that in USA powerlifting because Um, it just feels a little more uh, like rigid. Yep. On that. I don't know. I I'm not gonna do steroids. So <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, Jen. I know. I know. Wah, wah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> but I, I like that. I yeah. like that it's that they're committed to that, and um, and it just feels like it evens the playing field out mm-hmm. a little bit. You know, 
Because I'm sure it really feels like then everyone is just doing their personal best. Right. And there's no, like, leg up in any which way. Right. The best you can do is, And there's no suits that you can wear, and there's no, like, it's just very basic. It's literally just your body. In other other competitions, you can. Yeah. Like, the raw versus not raw. Right. Where, like, is that that the right term? Yep. Like, not. Yep. A squat suit, you know, or a bench shirt. What do they do? Do they do It's, like, compression, and I think it, like, helps you. It kind of like bounces you up. So like if you're doing a squat in a squat suit, you know, the weight brings you down, but then it also the suit helps kind of propel you back up. Okay. So I've never actually tried it, but <laughs> yeah, it's I I don't know. Not much of a no, 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 no. I'm yeah. good. Like I'll just use my body. Yeah, I'll just use my strength, yeah. not my squat suit. Yeah. But it's cool. And and um yeah, there's the women that participate are awesome, mm-hmm. and we all know each other, mm. and, uh, you know, there's a group that gets together and lifts together with women from across the state every so often, which is neat, and so it's like your friends, you know, you show up, and even though you only see them a couple times a year, um, you're just rooting for everybody, and, yeah. and like, it's, I've, I've just, it, and it's such a subjective, sp- or such an objective sport, that it's like if you show up and you do the work and you follow the programming, you will get to where you want to be. Yeah. Like I've never operated in any kind of um, scenario like that before. Where you know I do stand up, that's very subjective. Yeah. Um, I work in sales, that's very subjective. Like um, it's relationship. You yeah. know, it's 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 not like a math problem where you oh this plus this equals that. Huh. What a concept. Yeah. So I like I that type of structure is just like what I needed. Mm-hmm. And so like without that, um, I think things could <laughs> spiral out of control. So sure. I'm grateful. And and like that is the structure of the gym just as a yeah. whole too, you know. Right. Um, it's like you have someone who's telling you what to do and you don't really have a choice in the matter. You just do it. <laughs> You know, even around food, like the stuff that you've taught me, it's like I know it, but I still have a choice. Right. And like, and I know that's a good thing, <laughs> but sometimes for me, I wish like you lived at my house and you would just be like, Jen, here, this is your breakfast for today. Just live in the fridge just and then it. this yep. meal. Yep. yep. Totally. And I don't think that that's uncommon yeah. by any means. And I think that's why, like, with any of the group nutrition classes which you've taken yep. before, like yep. the essential you classes, you know, that's that's a big draw for why people come to those classes, come to a group workout right. is that you are given a structure right. and that structure, at least from the food and nutrition standpoint has like an end end right. date, right. Versus. Oh, totally. But the stuff you take with you, mm-hmm. I mean, I think about before, like there's like pre Sulcana and post Sulcana <laughs> and like the choices I make around food are very different. Um, or, or like, even if I don't make those choices I still have the knowledge you know what I mean like I know that if I eat a buttload of sugar I'm gonna feel like crap and I'm gonna need to take a nap and I'm gonna like be crabby yeah and so it's like if that is I'm okay with those things Mm -hmm. then great (laughs) but I always regret it like you know in the moment it's awesome but like I'll be like oh shit (laughs) the sugar yes and I, I like this just happened to me what was it Saturday, well, I was having some digest. I texted you, yeah. which thank you. You're always my like guru. I'm like, Lucia, <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> You're like, hit me, hit me. Um, but I was, yeah, I was having some digestive issues because I 
I had been eating really poorly mm-hmm. and it, and it was probably the poorest I've eaten in over a few years. Yeah. Like it was just like a combination of like work travel and crazy days and like not prepping any food and moved. So I didn't like have a lot of stuff just in stock and you know, it was in like the, the perfect storm. Too. Yeah. In the it's summer. Tough. And, um, and I, so I just was like eating just processed shit <laughs> and, um, and that you can tell like, and it was so interesting. I was talking to my boyfriend about that. And I was like, you know, I just feel so awful. And I know it's because like, I haven't eaten this poorly in so long. Mm. And isn't that interesting that like, this is how I feel. So I've obviously been making better choices, yeah. but like. Right now I'm not, and, you know, you gave me some helpful hints to help move things along, but it's like, why would I, why do you, why do I want to choose that? You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's, I used to be a smoker, Mm -hmm. and I think about that, like, why would I choose to breathe in terrible things to my body? Why would I choose that? And, you know, I did for a long time, and for probably, like, lots of weird reasons, and, excuses but it's just interesting if you think about it like that it's like this is your vessel like why do you why are you doing that to yourself Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of it too can come back to like like the short term versus the long term and like a the gym and like what we talk about with food and movement yeah I think it can help people to take that just one little step back without judgment Mm -hmm. to say like right sugar hella delicious mm-hmm. like we're never gonna not eat sugar it's mm-hmm. like come on treats are great right but in the short term they f- they feel fun they feel exciting you get all jazzed and then if you get that stuff back and you can look at just a little bit like a little mm-hmm. scooch of that longer term scooch scooch <laughs> scooch <laughs> yep um no one on the podcast no <laughs> the i'm all for ego um on snapchat linda with a y linda with a y She's my favorite. Oh, man. She's great. <laughs> made me teary-eyed thinking about her. Anyway, if you uh, get past that, right, then you're like, okay, yeah, how is sugar serving me? Like, what do I what do I want from it right now? Mm-hmm. Without judgment, which is, you know, what I was hearing from you, which is yes. so cool. Just to be like, oh, yeah, I can enjoy that. Right. Maybe it's not feeling so great. Right. How is that factoring into right. how I want to be feeling right and now? And then it's like, what else can I eat with it? Right. So I always, like, this weekend when I wasn't feeling great, you're like, chop up a clove of garlic and get it down. It's however. And I like just ate it. I'm like, <laughs> it's great. Um, but like I also was like, you know, probably kim some kimchi is gonna be a good some fermented foods is gonna be is gonna help just kind of put some good bacteria back in here and get things a little regulated. And you know, you talked about cooked vegetables and I was like yeah that makes sense because raw vegetables are harder to digest Mm -hmm. so it's like that's all stuff that I learned from you you know (laughs) what I mean like I know that so but I wouldn't know that without without your help so I mean even though it's like I don't follow things as well as I could could um, I still have the basic knowledge to make more informed choices and I feel like that's super Awesome. That's key. It's just yeah. like tools in a tool belt. Yeah. Right? Like pull them out when you yep. need them. Otherwise, totally. they're there for wh- whatever situation. And like how good you feel when you eat well. I Like your mood is better and your outlook is better. 
and your sleep is better. It's just, it's, and, but I, I still don't make those choices all the time. It's fascinating. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. There's a psychology behind it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's different for everyone yeah. too. Right. Um, I have a question about, yes. speaking of like food and competition, when I think about those different competitions, <laughs> I, know, I know it's like people can get really structured yeah. with what they're doing, either yes. um, for like a weight class or whatever, or even regardless of that, when there's like a powerlifting competition yes. coming up, like the foods people eat. Yes. It's like, you know, it's like the lucky sock kind of idea. Yes. Like, got to have this and that. Is that ever part of your competitions? <sighs> totally. Fortunately, um, I'm part of the super heavyweight group. So <laughs> it's like weight isn't as much of an issue for us because it's like a four kilos and above for body weight. Um, I do hate that body weight is part of it because um, it can, like, depending on how you compete, it could affect your score. So, for example... Um, last competition I complete, competed in the master's division, mm. which is age 40 plus. And although I'm not 40 quite yet, <laughs> I turned 40 this year so I could compete in, in that for 2017. Yeah. And in the master's competition or the master's class, you're competing with multiple people from different weight classes. So they have to use this judging or a scoring system called Wilkes, which takes your body weight and your age, mm. and the amount of weight that you're lifting. So that's how they calculate your score. There's a formula. Whereas if you're competing in your weight class, it's just the weights that you lift. Sure. Because everyone's – it's sort of like an equal playing yeah. field. So while I scored very low in my – in the master's competition, if I would have participated in my weight class, I would have placed like in the top three. So there's – it's you kind of have to play your odds there, and usually you can only pick one. Okay. So um, weight would have been an issue. I would have wa- wanted to be much leaner competing in masters than if I'm in the 84 plus weight class. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, food, yes. Uh, so I always you want to be your lowest weight for competition. So like I, you know, you know, you don't eat the morning before you weigh in. But mm-hmm. for a lot of people who are on the cusp of a weight class, like they'll do a lot of different types of cuts leading up to it, which um, can be scary if not done right. Yep. And, um, you know, water, there's food stuff, carb cycling, water cuts. <laughs> I've never heard done any of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, woo, let's eat. Um, but I, you know, I'll, I won't eat until the morning after weigh in and then it's just like throw in all the food, all the energy you can get. Yeah. I was telling someone the other day that typically on a weightlifting day, so caffeine is still a legal stimulant that you can have in competition. Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately it's a drug, but, uh. I'm usually known for having at least like three Red Bulls that day. Okay. So just to like let you know, like that's what we're going for. Yeah. Um, it's just like keep the energy level high. And adrenaline. Yeah. Oh my so gosh. So you don't have any crash. Mm-hmm. Um, and eating, you know, lots of good carbs like um, bananas and peanut butter and nuts and, um, you know, protein. I'll usually eat some type of meat type thing mm-hmm. from a protein level but it's what is the fuel level that's gonna keep you feeling 
amped and ready to go. Because how long can that competition be? It can be an all-day thing. Okay. So depending on how it's broken up, um, typically lifting will start at 9 a.m. And it could, like, state last February went until 8, 9 p.m. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then you're going to food. Right. Oh and then God. you're going to be in there at some point. And, and typically I've always kind of run in the middle of the day. So, yeah, you're there. For the long donuts, always good. Donuts, donuts um, and deadlifts. Yep, 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 yep. So, I mean, I think it's different depending on what you're going for. And thankfully, I haven't had to do too much of that. But, yeah, the the especially thinking about, like, how caffeine and sugar affects you. Mm. If you're a person who's going to take a deep dive, well, then it's like you got to keep that cons- that level consistent right. like, throughout the day. But typically at the end of the day, you'll crash. Like, yeah. You'll be like, I'm done, exhausted, you know, go to bed early. and Which um, is like an appropriate yes. time to be crashing too. Yes. Not just like because of food yes. stuff, but like, I mean, I'm impressed by everyone who gets up, does this amazing feat of strength in front of a bunch of people. Yeah. And I know you're feeding off of the energy in of a the singlet. people. In a singlet. Yeah. Where <laughs> you're just like, hi, let me stand in front of you in my swimsuit. <laughs> No big deal. Yeah, no big. And also rock it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, I was curious if there were like go to. So the yeah, Red Bull. The Red Bull is my thing. And I the, I don't drink a lot of Red Bull. Um, the only time I do is at meets and then uh if I'm on a long car drive. Because mm-hmm. I'll feel my eyes get a little heavy and uh safer to be yeah. hyped up than to be falling asleep. Yep, the and wheel. then like sing Broadway tunes is the top of my lungs. <laughs> but yeah, those are, that's it. So yeah. it's not a staple of my diet, but it does the job. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of like coffee is obviously a big cold press yeah. is a big big piece of that too. So yeah. Stay amped. Gotta stay amped. amped. Get that strength. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool. Um, in addition, I feel like I have all the questions yeah, for you. Yeah. And they're all just like strength related yeah, yeah. for the most part. Um, w- in addition to like you starting at Sulcana and having that be a journey in and of itself, yeah. it also has turned into you coaching uh. for Sulcana. <laughs> oh my gosh. I want to hear about that. Um, yeah, that was a really neat thing. Like, again, Hannah, after about a year of being at the gym, she was like, so now you're going to take the certification to become a coach. And I was like, what? (laughs) You really think that's a thing? She's like, yeah, that's always been the plan. Like, we want you to, to do this. And so I was very terrified, um, to take it because... Well, I think, you know, imposter syndrome is a real thing. Mm. And um, I don't necessarily look like every other coach at Sulcana. Uh, and we, you know, and I don't have all the skills mm. as all the other coaches at Sulcana either. Like just from a um, gymnastics standpoint, like uh, there's a lot of things I still can't do, mm-hmm. you know. And and so I was real intimidated about that. And um you know, I, that was my own stuff too. Cause I, th- I know there's a lot of things that people can't do and it's, it athletes at the gym don't look at coaches like, Oh, you can't do that. It's more like they're a coach. They're here to teach us these other things and yeah, help me. Like I know what the cues are and I know what the building blocks are and I can help people get there. It just, it doesn't mean that 
I can necessarily do them. Like I yeah. know what what to look for, what to like what muscles need to be engaged. Just like I haven't quite mastered it yet. Mm-hmm. Like I still can't do a handstand. And I don't practice it really. But um, <laughs> maybe you and I need to practice yeah. our handstands together during strength. Yes. Uh, because I got one uh, two years ago. Ah! And then I like hit my head on the wall just a little bit once. And then You're I got like, scared done. about yeah. it. Yeah. I can do a headstand, which I used to not be able to do. Yeah. And that feels pretty awesome. But I also think there's weird things about like body geometry that just like don't make sense. For mm-hmm. example, like I cannot do. I can do a tripod, but I cannot do a tripod where my hips are over my head Mm. and my knees can still touch my elbows. And that's probably because how my body is put together. Like, either my torso is long and my legs are too short or my arms are too short. You know, like, not – like, everybody has different geometry and that's super interesting to consider. Yeah. You know, it's like why tall people's squats are not that great for them because they have a long way to travel down and up. Sure do. Yeah. But like pull-ups are maybe easier for you to do. I don't know. Like jumping. Like there's all different things that are easier for you and more difficult for me based on how our bodies are put together. Mm -hmm. So that's not a bad thing. That's just just the thing. Yeah. You know? So I always think like, you know, Marika was helping me try to do my tripod. She's like, I, you know, I just don't think, like, even if we got your hips over your head, like, your legs won't reach. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I think that's real. That's what I've been telling y'all. Right. <laughs> so it doesn't mean that I'm uh, less of a person right. at all. So, uh, yeah, so I did, um, I had to do the certification with a hundred of the most fed people <laughs> in uh, the five state region area. Jeez! Oh, and what they don't tell you is that it's a two day training, eight hours a day, and then you do two workouts with these people. Oh, wow. um, one on the Saturday, one on the Sunday, and then you take a test at the end. And I was most terrified of the workouts with these people because, again, I can't. There's a lot of the things that I don't have that have a strong of skill set in. And it was all group workouts, which was great. But the first day, um, the group workout, I found a group to work out with. And it was, and I was the last person to go of mm-hmm. this group. And it was a, a thrusters and burpees, two of my very favorite <laughs> things. I hope you picked up in the sarcasm. <laughs> and um, I was the last person to go in the group. And I knew it became very evident to me very quickly that we were also going to be the last group to finish out of the 30 some groups that were working out so right like, Shit. of course my worst nightmare <laughs> realized and the, and the rule was if you're if you finish then you need to find somebody to cheer for oh okay so yeah, i was yeah. like just sweating thinking like oh my god it's gonna end on me it's gonna end on me it's gonna end on me and yep it sure did so it was like 15 thrusters and 15 burpees, I think. And the thrusters were pretty heavy. It was like 65 pounds. Oh, jeez. And um, so it took me a while to get through those. And then and then the burpees, which still was not a skill I was very strong in. And it's still not. Like, again, just the hip the hip snap. Yep. Um, I, I always land with a wide stance, which is a just fine thing to do. It just means it's not as fast totally. as, uh, you know. So, sure enough, a hundred people were gathered around me, screaming and cheering and, you know, telling me I could do it. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is my worst nightmare right now. For one thing, it's 
not your people, right? It's yeah. not your community that you're comfortable with them doing that. Yeah. And it's not that I thought anybody was um, ill-willed at all. It was just embarrassing. And it was um, – like I like to be a center of attention when I want to be a center of attention. Mm-hmm. And that was not it. Yep. Like, even like opening presents in front of people is the worst. Yeah. I don't enjoy it. And um, so I was just like ready to tell people to like – F off. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, please just stop. And I was on the verge of tears. Yeah. And just, and finally it ended. <laughs> Thank God. And I was like, I just had to like walk away. I was like, this is the worst. And Ryan, um, Coach Ryan, who's one of the coaches at Sulcana too, he was there with me for the certification. He, I just remember cool. he walked up to me. He was like, so that was pretty much like your worst nightmare, wasn't it? I was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but I made oh, it through. So yeah, I made it through. And, you know, Pass the test and, yeah. and like that is a learning lesson too. Like obviously that's my own issue. Mm. It has nothing to do with anybody else that was there. And then um yeah, I started coaching soon after that and um probably about a year into coaching, we all got together and created uh the body adapt program, which sure which I um now solely coach that, which I think is a great fit. For me as a coach, just for one, looking back on my own story and experience, because I know um, as someone new to CrossFit and new to movement and new to nutrition, like all of those feelings that people have when they kind of make the decision to take advantage of something like that, mm. um, I know what what you're feeling and what you're thinking. But it's, it's kind of a beginner program for people. It's not even like beginner. It's just like someone is interested in incorporating some, you know, body movement, some um, nutrition, and, uh, you know, trying to find, I love the saying, find joy in your health. Yeah. And, like, have some accountability doing it. Right. It doesn't, like, whatever your outcome goals are, it doesn't matter. Like, what you're looking to do doesn't matter. It's just, like, we're going to do some workouts and we're going to do some eating stuff. And learn about nutrition and in six weeks. And by the end of it, you're going to feel confident in knowing what a squat is, what a deadlift is, um, feel comfortable using free weights, mm. feel comfortable using um, kettlebells. The no, big barbells. The big barbells. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's a biggie for a lot of people. And also just like body weight exercise. Like oftentimes we're just using our own bodies as forms of resistance training. Yeah. And it's like, I'm like, you guys know that, like, this is something you can do at home. Like, you can do this at the shopping mall. Like, you can do it anywhere. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to have, like, a gym. Right. To be able to come and do this. And yeah. so, yeah. And and I really love it because um, it's sort of like a bird's eye view into what my experience was like. And seeing people realize how strong their bodies are. Right. And stop being unapologetic or stop being apologetic yeah. for the space they take up. And, like, realizing uh, – like, stop feeling sorry for existing, you know? Totally. Like, those are really cool things to see. And, like <laughs> – In six weeks, too. <laughs> yeah. But you'll see people – think about, like, someone who just did their first sit-up. And the, the look on their face when they're like, oh, my God, I – I just did that. And because we we like, yeah, think back to the first day. Like, we were calling them um, reach-ups. And yeah. that's a great term to use because, like, let's just work on 
getting our shoulders off the ground. Right. But suddenly you went from that all the way to a full sit up. That's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Or, or like a burpee, you know, being able to, we we call them get back ups, get your body down on the ground and then let's get it back up. I don't care how you do that, but that's the ultimate goal. And then how that develops into, uh, you know, a burpee, like, People just to witness someone sort of have that mind shift and that connection of like, oh my god, I just did that. Like that's really motivating. Yeah, and it's motivating for them. It's motivating for me. Like it's really, really, really cool. It's motivating for the cohort too. Yeah, I think that's something that's really special about the Body Adapt program or any like intro program yeah. where you have a set. Like your set group of people. Right. And that can, I think, take away a big fear where it's like, oh, yeah, you're working like, out with the same people you for know, all six weeks. You're yes. going to have the safety There's of a little like comfort. Same yes. room, same yes. people, same right. coach, coaches. And what's interesting too is people, you know, we obviously then want body adapt folks to make the jump over to be part of the CrossFit classes and, and mobility classes and everything that happens at Solcana. But people are like, well, I don't, I'm, but this is different. I'm like, well, actually, it's the exact same thing. <laughs> Spoiler. Right. Yeah. We're having you do – you're doing CrossFit. Mm-hmm. You're doing – it's – CrossFit is, you know, functional fitness. It's basically a warm-up, a strength component, and a little bit of cardio. Yeah. All tied into one. All tied into one. And then you're done. And then you're done. And then you come and back And you're doing again. it already. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you trick them a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. You got to trick them to win them. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a really cool program, yeah. and I feel like we've really um, kind of stepped into our stride. You know, the first couple sessions were like, okay, let's play around with some programming, mm-hmm. and now you know we've got it, we've got it down pat, and it seems to work really well. Yeah. So, and our next body adapt sessions, the first one starts tomorrow, a.m. <gasps> yeah. Early. And then the next session um, starts this weekend on Sunday. Yeah. So we're going to have two. For the first time. Two groups of really excited, probably nervous and scared, but that's okay. Because that nervous energy is that's important energy to have. That's true. Um, 6 a.m., man. I'm glad I'm not coaching that one. (laughs) I'll I'll be there bright and early. So is that a 6 a.m. in person? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I know. It will be really good. I mean, can you imagine? I have never. roll out of bed. I've never been an early morning workouter. Yeah, me neither. I would really love to be. Me too. The earliest I think I've done is like maybe an 8 a.m. or definitely 9 a.m. Yeah. Um, but that feeling you get. Oh, it's so good. And then you're just like jiving on the rest of your day. It's so good. I I would really love to be an early morning person. Um, and like when I wake up in the morning, I'm up. Yeah. Like I'll wake up and be like, yep. <laughs> but it's always at like 7 a.m. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like 4.30 to get up for at 5 a.m. Like it's – no. Ready to work out at 5 Yeah. And yeah. I've been really good about going to bed a lot earlier lately. Like I'm usually in bed at the very latest by 11, mm. um, usually before that 10.30 or so. But I like have a ritual that I do in bed. I play a little Candy Crush. Yes. Um, which I know, screen time, whatever. Whatever. Um, yes. But it's like that's just like the little time I have to clean my brain out a little bit, <laughs> maybe read a little bit, um, and then and I usually fall asleep really quickly. Do a little Headspace yeah. sleep app, um, depending on how the day has been. But like, that's a good like 
nine hours of sleep and like I can't have less mm-hmm. or eight hours. I guess do the math. Eight hours. That's about right where I I can't do less than that. And I think that's so that for me that's really wonderful to hear because mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of people that they like try to do everything. And I think naturally some people wake up super early yes. and that's good and they go to sleep really early so it all works out. But when people are trying to burn the candle at both ends, they're staying up late, taking care of everyone else, right. and then they're waking up early to go do that, beat it out at the gym, and then go work their job right. and come home, do family, and do it again no, no, and again no, and no, again. No. Oh my God, I'm tired. Just saying. like I feel like I need a nap now just like from you saying that. Yeah, right. I can't. And I... Like, I used to stay up a lot later, not get as much sleep, and I know, like, I can't do that mm-hmm. either. But uh, it's not feasible for me to go to bed earlier than that because of when I get home, and then I eat dinner, and then I need to have, like, an hour or two to just, like, debrief. Like unwind. Yeah. Like, there, you need to find joy <laughs> in your day <laughs> instead of just, you like... You do. Hamster wheel. Yeah. yeah. Like... There's just no way. I mean, and some days I go to bed earlier just based on, like, if I feel tired, then I will. And that's amazing. But, you know, if you get home at 8.30, which is really, we had powerlifting last night. So I got home about 8.45. And then I made dinner. Mm. And then it's like, we don't just go to bed after you eat dinner. You need to, like, digest it a little bit. Yeah. Like, maybe think about watching American Horror Story, uh cult but then realized no you don't want to watch it by yourself because it's too scary <laughs> so let's not yeah <laughs> don't need to pee your pants on a Wednesday right in bed right 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 yeah. but I mean like yeah I think it's all just knowing what your body needs it's huge mm-hmm. um what's a what's your favorite dinner that you've been making or what did you make <gasps> last night last night I made um so I bought chicken tenders from Lunds and I coated them in a buffalo sauce that Ooh. I made. Yes, which I, learning buffalo sauce is very easy to make. Yeah, I had no idea. Two right, right. it's Two like ingredients. butter and Frank's. Yeah, Frank's. <laughs> I had no idea though, right? Because like, why would I ever know? Yeah, and then like a little bit of Worcestershire mm. pops in there, maybe a little vinegar vinegar sure yeah like there is white vinegar maybe yeah i think Um, people can like like there's like that base yeah like just the two and then you can doll it up kind of however you want it to slant cook those up in the oven and the broiler a few minutes each side i made a couple of red little red potatoes steamed some broccoli little kimchi on the side like nothing that was too dramatic but i bought an instant pot that changed my life yeah how long um, have you been with it? A, it'll be a year in November. Okay. Black Friday. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'll get you to it yet. <laughs> it'll be a year anniversary. Oh. Um, yeah, that's just changed my life because, like, popping in, like, frozen meat even mm. in there. Oh, I made chicken. I made bone broth the other day. Sunday. What was it? Monday night. I got home. We went to the fair on Monday. Mm. Got home from the fair. Didn't overeat at the fair, which is amazing. Yeah. Um. And Josh, my boyfriend, his allergies are really acting up. And so I was like, you know, I go, I have a ton of frozen, like, chicken carcasses and, like, 
trim chicken trimmings in my freezer along with frozen God. like vegetable I'm scraps. Like so proud of you right yeah, now. Yeah, frozen vegetable scraps. <laughs> I was like uh, asparagus, carrots, potatoes, onions. Like yeah. they just like all the things that you would throw away or compost. Like I just put them in a frozen in the freezer. So I go, oh, let's just stop at my house because I think I go, you have a chicken carcass in your freezer too because that's <laughs> what I do to him. Yeah. So I grabbed all that stuff. I had an onion and um, grabbed that, came to his house, put it all in the crock pot, a little apple cider vinegar, water, let it go for 12 hours. And by the morning, we had like bone broth, oh, which was amazing. Yeah. He was like, this is so good. I was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Bone broth is the best cure for a hangover, mm-hmm. for just colds and sickness, and yep. also just like fall days. It's so I'm so glad we're coming into fall yeah, again. Yeah, me too. It's so good. It's like just bone broth by itself in a mug. That's what I had this morning. Salt. Yeah, that's exactly what I had this morning. Right, and then you like have a little bit extra yep. to make some soup with if you yep. want. Yeah, yeah, it was great. So I mean, that those are all things I learned from you. Like I don't ah. know, I wouldn't know any of that stuff if it weren't for going through the classes here and having you as a friend oh girl so, I'm serious <laughs> like if people don't follow you on like Instagram they should because I know I've told you this before and I'll tell you this again when you post stories about easy food things to make that is so helpful to me because mm. then I think oh that's a combination I never would have thought of like I just bought sausages from the store because I was like, yeah, why wouldn't you just chop up this, like, bratwurst and saute it with some onions in a pan yes. and eat it? <laughs> That's an easy thing to do. Right? It's there for you. But, like, you know, the grocery store can be an overwhelming place when you're just like, uh, you buy all these, like, one thing and then you don't know what to do with it. Right. And, you know, everyone's like, oh. And you're like, that is overwhelming to me too. Um, but I will say, like, programs like HelloFresh or Blue Apron, like, those have been really helpful mm. to me too in learning how to cook. Like, the recipes and the yeah. and the preparing, it's always like a healthy produce, a healthy meat. And, you know, there's a little more grains in there necessarily than, sure. um, than I might like. But, um, you don't have to make that. It's just like I've never knew how to prepare fish all these different ways. Right. Ways or and it was scary to go or, buy yes. a piece of fish from the grocery store right. and feel like okay, I'm right. gonna buy this, bring it home, and not ruin it. Right. And so just getting yes like, there. And they give you like if you need, um, you know, all the little side things like mix in. They send you those exact measured things to That's mix amazing. with. And everything's recyclable or compostable, so, like, there's no waste from the product. But it's helped me, like, find, like, solace and joy in the kitchen. Like, I actually enjoy making food. And, like, that's never been the case before. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm super thankful for that because – and then that's allowed me to help pass some of that knowledge on to Josh. Totally. Who, you know, he has three kids and is he's cooking for his kids now, which he never used to do. Wow. So, yeah. That's impactful. I mean, it is. It's all, and I'll start with you, Lush. Oh, uh, yeah. There's tools <laughs> in the tool belt. And making kitchens like safe spaces because yeah. you're so right. They're so intimidating um, and so overwhelming that I think a lot of people just like check out. 
right? Because it's why add on one more overwhelming thing into your day when your day is already probably pretty overwhelming in and of itself. Right. So I think anytime I see anyone who's like, no, now I dabble. Right. I dabble in some kitchen. Right. That's just like so cool. It's It's so cool to see. It's really fun. I really like it. I wish I had a dishwasher though. That's the only. (laughs) I do too. (laughs) Dishes are um, a little brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I will say that's another reason I'm excited for the fall because dishes in the sink during the summer, a little grosser. Yeah. They're just hot. Yeah. There's probably a fruit yep. fly like yep. licking yep. on them. Yeah. 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 Um, so with this, Hannah and I usually give people some sort of a challenge Ooh. every week. So okay. I'm curious with what we've talked about, especially maybe with some of that like body adapt stuff, mm-hmm. do you have a challenge that comes to mind for people to try this week? Whether it's like do five squats in somewhere that isn't the gym or something like that. Yeah, that is a good – or buy a bratwurst. <laughs> like, you know. You know, I would say this is what I think would be a cool thing is is to, like, think about a meal that you want to prepare, that you enjoy, and, like, carve out an hour and, like, put on some good tunes and find some quality time in your kitchen and make it like that's that would be my challenge because I think like it's just like really good time to be by yourself and Mm. to like think about your things that are going on or like just be with yourself and like be in that moment so that's the challenge I would say is like make yourself a dinner this week like from scratch love that yes okay everyone you, you've heard Do Jen. it and enjoy do it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's it's going to be enjoyable yeah. if you just let yourself do it. Do it. Just do it. Um, There's a shoe that <laughs> about that. Weird. Weird. <laughs> um, thank you so much thank for coming you. on and chatting. I feel like we just scratched the surface of what we could be talking about. Thank but you, boo-boo. So many goodies in there. Um, how can people find you if they're curious about... <sighs> You can find me um, on the Instagram. Uh, I I have a very one brand. It's Jen Shaw. Uh, Instagram and the Twitter and the Facebook, everything is is wide open public. So I'm gonna plug your dog too because oh, your dog wee! has an Instagram. What's that handle too? Wee wee Louis. Wee 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 wee. The like, French, like right? the French. The French. Yes. All right. Thank um, you. Go go check that out as well because Louis a model. In case oh, anyone yeah. didn't already know that, he's, he's so a model. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> All I right. forgot he's next door. I got to go get him. Yeah, he's been hanging out in the doggy daycare. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, that's been another episode of You Have a Body Podcast, Jen Shaw. And, um, with a body. With a body. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> got a body. Um, thanks so much for tuning in, and I will catch you all next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And thank you, as always, to our producer, Taj Ruler. Um, Taj is like, Taj is like the Red Bull. No, Taj is like the three Red Bulls that you drink before you go dominate a powerlifting competition and win all the medals. Thank you, Taj. Thank you for all you do. The You Have a Body podcast is produced by me, Taj Ruler. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or visit noisepicnic.com for full episode information. Join in on the conversation at facebook.com slash youhaveabodypodcast. Tweet at us at youhaveabody 
or find us on Instagram at You Have a Body Podcast. Let us know what's going on with you because guess what? You have a body. <laughs>